Hey everyone, this is Nick Bogaz, PerfectingPizza.com. I want to take a quick moment to invite you to check out our website, PerfectingPizza.com. Our newest offering is the Pizza Coach Program. For $99.99, you get all the goodies of the website, plus you get access to ask us questions directly through a special online portal on our website. Want a second set of eyes on your floor plan? Dough recipe need troubleshooting? Opinion and direction through an employee situation? Need someone to give a quick review of your menu or your P&L? This is the program for you, someone to lean on in the pizza industry. Also, a special mention for one of our newest partners, Moving Targets. They do an amazing job with new residential mailers, direct mail, social media, and email marketing. Check them out on movingtargets.com. Also, if you're a member of perfectingpizza.com, you get an exclusive discount of $100 after you've used their service for three months. Just log into your account and visit the partner page for complete details. Well, welcome to the show. Welcome, Siler Chapman. How are you today? Good, buddy. How's everything going on your end? Yeah, everything's great. Um, new year, new attitude, ready to roll. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm super excited about that. You know, my, my biggest... You know, I always like to push things to the next day sometimes, and it's like, you know, my biggest thing is let's let's do it now and get it over with, and, and it's been helping the last couple of weeks of, you know starting fresh for a new year you know and hopefully we'll get this corona thing past us and um the election stuff out of the way and and let's go make some money this year you know yeah i like the sounds of that i know we had a uh very busy december which which was great we had our dining rooms closed but we still were able to do a ton of pickup and delivery we had a great uh new year's eve week and it looks like january starting off to be a uh a very good January as well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to making money in January. That's awesome. That's awesome. So tell us about who our new guest is today that we got coming on here. Well, today we have Marcus Medina. We're very excited to have Marcus. Marcus, how are you today? I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm super excited to be here. Um, you guys, I've looked up to you guys just you know throughout my process of uh, being a, a mobile pizzeria um, and then moving into my uh, brick and mortar. Uh, both of you guys helped me a lot. So um, thanks for having me on. It's super awesome to be here. That's awesome. So so tell us, uh, Marcus, on the whole transition. I mean, you're living the American dream, bud. You, you started with a – did it start as like a side hustle doing the catering or the, the mobile? Or how did – tell us, kind of walk us through your story for the guys out there that don't know who you are. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I'm over here in Central Valley in Tracy, California. Um, spent pretty much 11 years doing construction and um, doing a lot of commuting. And it, it just kind of I hit 30 and needed something else. Um, and then I started uh, I just found the passion for cooking for people. And I always just kind of felt like pizza made me feel good. So I wanted to, you know, reconnect with that passion and then help others, you know, feel good about um, pizza. So I, I ended up, you know, buying a, a rig and uh, a mobile wood-fired trailer and uh, set up at the farmer's markets, breweries, and, you know, really found that passion and found some purpose in life. You know, I didn't really know that uh, there was a life like this that existed as far as just having relationships with the community. And once I got a taste of that, you know, um, it just took over my life, I guess you could say. <laughs> were you doing construction while you were doing the, the mobile pizza oven in, in the beginning? Yeah, when I when I first started 
it's it happened really quick. So I got my trailer in April. Uh, in April 2018 is when I started doing farmers markets, and then in July 2018, I ended up quitting my job. So I only did both for about three months, um, and then I just realized how much work uh, pizza was, and you know I I got really pissed off because somebody had called it a hobby, and once they you know kind of threw that out there, you know it kind of made me realize that. You know, if I wasn't going to do it full time, people weren't going to take me seriously. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. So that's when you decided you said, heck with it. I'm just I'm all in. Yeah. You know, I mean, we we kind of we set up and I, I felt like we had a, a good uh, brand, um, you know, and we we had a good product. And once we kind of put those pieces together, you know, it, it just uh it just happened, you know, we, I was able to be comfortable with making that decision, knowing that, all right, my wife's got my back. Um, you know, we have each other's back and, and if I'm going to bet on anybody, it's going to be myself. So, um, you know, that's, that's why we made the jump. And, and how'd you come up with the name? Hella pop. Like I know hella is a big word out in California for us, uh, East coast boys. We don't hear that word, you know, too often. I think Tony told me that a long time ago, what hella meant. So, um, <laughs> but I love the name and the concept. You Thank know? you. Thank you. Um, the name basically came from just being an, it's a Northern California word. Um, if any, if you know somebody that says hella, you could probably pinpoint where they're from. <laughs> um, so it's, it's a word we use all the time and, and, um, pie, you know, we call pizza over here, uh, you know, we don't call it a pie. And, and, and I feel like the, a lot of people on the East coast, there's like a culture, a pizza culture. And, you know, I, I kind of wanted to make a, a, a Northern California pizza culture. So that's where like hella pie came from. It was like distinctly from, this is where Northern, Northern California. And then we're about pizza and it's a pizza culture. So it just, that's kind of where the, um, the name came from. Absolutely. Take- love it. Take us through the beginning of like how you learned to make pizzas and how you decided on your recipes and and just the the whole process you went through of what it took to actually um, to learn the the craft. There's so much to learn, um, but I think that's the part of the love. Uh, when I first started, I basically picked up the pizza Bible um, and then the, the Elements of Pizza book and just started reading books and and seeing the tools that I needed. I came from a building, you know, building construction industry. So I knew you had to have the right tool for the right job. So, um, I felt like I could, if I could build a, you know, a hospital, I could build a pizza. So I put that (laughs) same effort into it. Um, you know, and bought books, read and just practice. Like when I first started, uh, when I made, made the decision to be mobile, um, I didn't even really know how to make pizza. So, I was, I got my LLC with the secretary of state and that's kind of what triggered me. Okay. Now it's go, go time. So I picked up those books, started making pizza, you know, three days, three days a week and and wanted to feel like what it was like to be busy all the time instead of, you know, getting off of work and sitting on a couch, you know, go make pizzas. But, uh, reading those books, listening to, to podcasts, um, people, you know, YouTube videos, uh, going on pizza making.com 
you know, all of those places just growing through forums um, and coming up with a, a, a formula, you know, and, and the more I got into it, the more you find people like, you know, John Arena that are, that it's about, you know, a formula, it's a process, it's, it's not just a recipe. So you, you know, kind of learn through your, your environment. And, you know, that's kind of what I'm going through right now. I, I made pizza a certain way for a couple years doing, you know, wood fired pizza. Um, but now that I'm in a shop and I'm, you know, doing more volume, my recipe or my formulas change. So, um, you know, it's a bit, it's fun for me. I, I kind of tell people it's kind of like a golf. I don't really have any hobbies, but, uh, except for making pizza. And so like when you go out the golf, people are always talking about, they had, you know, they're never satisfied with their play. And, you know, it's kind of like the same thing with pizza and, and I enjoy that part of it. Um, but I'm still learning <laughs> a lot. Take us through the, the, when you decided to, okay, this has been successful. Um, it's definitely more than a hobby. I'm, I'm all in, I'm enjoying the mobile oven. And now I want to open up my brick and mortar store. Like how nervous were you for that? And how did that process work? It's so funny, uh, Nick, like you helped me and so much with your, your podcast, um, you know, I, I would be in my garage and, you know, literally I would be praying out loud sometimes. And, and then, you know, I listen to, uh, you talk and, and it was just amazing. I, I was in my garage and, and pretty much just prepped it out there. Um, you know, I had it real nice set up, but I, I knew that we had something special and that, um, you know, I needed to continue to just push every day. So, you know, we, we knew we needed a brick and mortar location, but we didn't know how we were going to do it. Um, just financially, it just seemed like out of our reach, you know? And so, uh, I just kept on trying to get better and, and work my way into it. Uh, we were, we were busy all the time selling out at every event that we did. Um, I couldn't really prep any more dough um, because, you know, it, I cold ferment all my dough. So it's, it was really hard to, to grow the trailer business. So I knew that I, I lacked infrastructure to be able to do more volume. And uh, so I was just on a hunt every day, just looking. Um, one day I, I was listening to you and your podcast, Nick, and, um, you know, you kind of got me out of my comfort zone. Like I'm not really somebody that, that likes to push, um, or just be like persistent or, you know, just get out of, out of my comfort zone. And so, um, you know, I kind of just went one day and saw this bakery that closed down for COVID and pulled up in front of it and, and saw they had a number on there and I called and, and, and I wouldn't have normally done that, but, you know, I was just, uh, you know, had so much help from, you know, guys like you, um, and just wanting it really, really bad. And so, um, it just happened like the perfect location opened up. I called that number and, uh, you know, they answered the phone and, and they, they weren't considering it, you know, retiring, but they ended up, uh, end up retiring and the location opened up for us. And so it was really, really awesome. That's fantastic. You know, I didn't, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just so excited that you 
that it worked for you. And I think, uh, just kind of humbled that, that I was, uh, that I had so much impact, I guess. I didn't really realize that. And, um, you know, I, I've got this other podcast going, a shout out to it, The Business Equation. And I just started it because I felt like there was people out there, entrepreneurs that, you know, I was in a spot a long time ago where taking that risk is so hard. Like that, that first step is probably the hardest step to take to, to really get out of your comfort zone. And that's, that's why I started it. And it wasn't like I'm trying to monetize it. I'm, I'm basically just out there uh, giving my time because I think that, you know, if it reaches the right person, then then it works you know and if i and if i impact one person then that's that's uh that's perfect you know and i'm really excited to hear that and i'm glad that i was able to to be part of that for you marcus yeah it's 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 crazy man and it really is crazy i i I had a feeling that you maybe you didn't know um that but you know siler too like when i was mobile i would look at siler's you know face you know instagram page and just really just make me like see what other people were doing and you know the the way his trailer was set up I tried to emulate that you know because every like you it's it's a beautiful setup that you, you have Siler and and it, it looks professional and people want to it's an, it's inviting and so you know that's I tried to do the same thing so like both of you guys really helped me along the way and that's why I think it's so cool that I'm sitting here talking to you guys. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, and, and it's cool to see. Um, now, now here's my biggest question is, you know, seeing all this come together for you. So what made you go with the uh, Capone uh, electric ovens versus maybe throwing a wood fired oven in your uh, in the brick and mortar? Yeah, the, the wood fired oven was awesome. Um, and I love it. It's such an intimate thing. Um, there's a connection that I have with the oven, um, that, that I don't have with the Capone, but, um, I love the Capone. Um, basically I knew that I wasn't going to be able to teach somebody to, or, or rely on, on help all the time to be able to manage a wood fired oven. And so I wanted something a little, a little different and, uh, we're doing takeout only. So, um, I, I don't think wood-fired pizza travels too well so i knew i was gonna like have like a takeout model so i went with the capone and and then i reached out to some people uh that i look up to like lars he has one um and uh, tony you know i reached out to him and and got really good feedback and they're uh they distribute them right here in manteca which is super close so um it was just kind of I could have a relationship with them if, you know, anything happened to the oven, if they're super close. Yeah. I like what you said too, uh, Marcus about, you know, reaching out to people in the industry, um, you know, even like researching and looking up to, to people like Siler and myself. Like, I think that's a lot of what I did in the beginning too, for sure was, you know, that's the thing that's so great about this industry is there's so many great people out there all over the country that, you, you can just reach out and, and pick their brains and get ideas. And I know even like during COVID, I thought it was great that every day I could go on my Facebook and in the beginning of this thing in March and look and say, wow, this guy somewhere is doing pizza kits. You know, this guy's doing curbside delivery, like, and, and then make those ideas, you know, our own, 
And I think um, that's, that's the thing for anybody new out there is you don't have to reinvent anything or figure it out all yourself. There, there's so much help out there. Have you found that, that there's so much help out there and people are just willing to, to help in this industry? Yeah. You know, like before, when I first started doing this, I felt alone. Like, honestly there, I didn't feel like a lot of people related to what I was going through as far as like starting a business, doing all the work, you know, making pizza, having all the expectations. Like it's, it's a lot. And so, um, I, then I went to the pizza expo and found out like there's a community, you know, I was able to, you know, meet people in person and find out how, you know, big the pizza community is. So, you know, there's always somebody that's able to help you or willing to help you, you know, before I'd, I'd spend my hours researching and trying to find out, uh, you know, a specific thing when, you know, I could do my due diligence, do some research, but then shoot a message to a friend. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, that's what he's doing. Let me try that. You know, so it's, it, everybody's been super helpful. That's awesome. Now, going back to the Capone, like, have you been, it looks like from like looking at your pictures all the time and stuff. Now, I mean, you've been able to open the door of doing different styles. I mean, you're working on a, looks like you've done some Detroit's. Um, you've been able to do, you know, I mean, you're, you're kind of being able to do it all really out of that Capone, right? Yeah, I, I love it. It's, uh, it's super smooth. Like, um, right now we're doing like an 18 inch, um, kind of like New York style ish pizza. And, uh, we're also, you know, tinkering around with Detroit style pizzas. Um, I, I really love the Detroit style pizza and and there's not a lot of people doing it out here. And, you know, I kind of have it in my back pocket. I haven't really released them too much yet at the brick and mortar location, Um, just because we've been super overwhelmed with, uh, you know, just doing round pies, uh, and, and then (laughs) it still takes a lot of time to prep and I'm just getting used to all of that. So, uh, it's slowing down right now this month a little bit. So this is like my third or fourth day open this month. So, um, it's given me a little bit more time to play around the Detroit style pizzas and, and the oven's awesome. Oh, that's great. Now, what, what square footage do you have there at the restaurant? It's uh, about 1,950 square feet, okay. and only only 420 of it is, uh, you know, retail storefront. The rest is all, like, prep space and kitchen area. Yeah. Now, with COVID, and, I mean, because how long have you well, We opened up in mid-October this year. So just a few short months, really. Like you're you're just really uh, getting the training wheels off for the new store, then, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun. It's every day, every week is uh, got its own set of challenges, but it's just nice because we're you know I feel like my team is really starting to come to together, and um, it's making it a little bit uh, more enjoyable for me because um, you know that's I, I want to be able to to make sure that they're okay and comfortable and then um but yeah it's still pretty new and it's it's fun though can you break down the uh the process of okay so you find this uh bakery you see the sign you call them can you break down like the process of the negotiating 
the um, what you had to do to set up the the building, like the that whole like the business back end side of what it really took to start the pizzeria. Yeah, the uh, so it was a bakery before, and so um, it was really nice. There was a lot of equipment already here uh, prior to me, you know, coming in. So um, with I, I basically had to buy the uh, restaurant owners um, equipment. I didn't have to. I wanted to. They had two 60 quart mixers, um, you know, probably three or four reach in refrigerators, couple uh, freezers. So basically I, I, I bought the equipment and then took over the lease and, and then got a new uh, lease with uh, the landlord. So how how much money did you need to to come up with to to buy everything? Total, I've uh, to do the, like the the little things. So it had a grease trap, it had a three compartment sink. All the bones were there. Most of the equipment was there. To do pretty much everything in the shop was about sixty to seventy grand, just depending on. I'm still adding stuff that I that I'm finding that I needed. So. And as far as financing, was it, did you end up getting a loan or did you go ahead and, and did you have money saved up from the uh, mobile oven or, or how did that process I, work? I pretty much had, you know, most of the money saved up. Um, I did have a, um, you know, I worked a union job for 11 years. So um, I did have an annuity that I pulled out early to be able to do that. I, I started really young in in the union. So I figured if that money was going to do anything for me, I wanted it, to, you know, to do to do it now. And so um, I went ahead and pulled out my annuity from there, and then, you know, kind of financed it myself. That's awesome. That's great. And so from there, you got in there. You had all the equipment. You bought everything. The the deal. Um, how about the landlord? Were they very open to renegotiating the lease and everything? Yeah, our landlord is so awesome. She's um, the the people that we took over the the lease from were raving about her. And um, you know, I could say the same thing. We're super blessed to have just a great landlord. She we we she's very fair. Uh, we've had a couple things that came up that she was willing to help with. And, you know, she's a reasonable person and then that that's like all you can ask for. That's great. Yeah. With the landlords, that's definitely what, what uh, the most you can ask for is them to be reasonable. Yeah. And, and it's hard sure. to find those right now. Like, I mean, it really is. So um, my phone cut out earlier guys, but what uh, Marcus, how long, how, how long have y'all been in the brick and mortar now? It's been about about three months. Okay. It'll be three months, like the fifteenth of this. Oh, month. that's so great to hear. Um, and and are do you regret it or are you loving every minute of it? I love it. It's so uh, you know, it's it's a lot of work. I'm not regretting it at all at all. Uh, especially you know, just being able to to be open every day is or five days a week. It, it's such such a nice thing um, because that was a, a lot of complaints that we had was just you know with the mobile operation it, it was a lot of work i couldn't grow it anymore um you gotta it feels like you're camping you gotta touch everything four times yeah. you know before just to make pizza and so having the the location you get you kind of cut that that building a pizzeria every time you want to cook out and then it's, it's already kind of there for you so i i love that part of it um 
for me, like the, the growing pains, like when I had the, the trailer, I, I had the same crew for, you know, a couple years. I didn't have like a high turnover rate. Uh, and then I got the, uh, the shop and had to build like a whole no, new crew. And so those growing pains are kind of what eat at me because I, I really want to put the best pizza out there that we can. Um, but I got to get my, my staff trained to catch up, to be able to do that. And I, I didn't remember the, the early days of the trailer. And I, and I had to start remembering that because my expectations were okay. We're just going to, you know, and we're going to start where we ended with the trailer and, and, that, and that didn't happen. So, but now with my, my, I got a, uh, a good crew and, and it's just it's i'm enjoying that part of it that's awesome now are you still doing the mobile too not right now um i i pretty much tell our customers that we're hitting the pause button on the mobile side and uh, eventually when you know covid uh, goes away we we really want to use the the brick and mortar to do more catering style okay. events versus doing um like vending. Okay. Now who made y'all's trailer, your mobile trailer? The Breadstone Oven Company. Okay. They, they're the ones that built our okay. trailer. Is that a bread? Uh, is that their oven on there? It It's a four gram mirror oven. Um, they're imported from France. It's the only company in the United States that, that uses or that imports those ovens. So it's, it's a, actually a, an awesome oven. Cool. That's really cool. And then, so going back to now brick and mortar, I mean, where do you see yourself taking that now? You know, I, right now, I just want to be able to um, delegate a little bit more so that I can focus on, you know, growing the business and perfecting the business and getting it to a point that, you know, hopefully I don't have to be here all the time, you know, um, and once I figure that out, I'll probably put something else on my plate. But uh, I've been cooking a lot of pizzas and, and I kind of need to get away from the oven a little bit because when you're at the oven, you can't really do too much. It's like, you know, you're you're working, yeah. you know, so uh, I'm, fi- I'm finally getting to the point where I can pass the peel and be able to uh, step away and start working on some things. So hopefully, you know, we can get this dialed in and, and I'd like to you know, open another one if I could, but that's getting way too far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, my saying make, make as much money as you can and, and master that one location and then it'll all come together after that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think Marcus, everybody, you know, always talks about like, when's the right time. Um, for me, I always just try to look for the right deals too. You know, we were about um, 14 months um, is when we opened the second one. And I think, you know, a lot of times people look at my story and they're surprised by, you know, five stores in six years. And really it's just about finding the right deal. Like, like too good of a deal to, to say no to, you know, when you can go in and open another store for the same 60 grand and the lease is right. And it's, um, you know, and then you have to have that good number two, that person that you really, who honestly becomes a number one that you, you count on to be able to, to go. So, you know, Siler's right. Definitely focus on the first one, but you're right to always think about that second one. That's how I think um, it's just another risk. You know, it's the same as it's the same feeling as when you open the first one. There's just you're putting all the chips back in, and and there's that gut check again. But 
Um, I don't know. Every time I open one, I get a gut check, and I think if you don't, that's have right. That, that's that right. Or you really right, perfected so. everything so well, you, it's like a cookie cutter business now, you know. And um, I, I had a, a really good Marcus mentor of mine. He owned all of Bojangles, uh, the chicken, and um, he, you know, he told me when I was going from store one to two and three, I wanted to do two and three. Um, I wanted to do two and three. Uh, within six months of each other. And he told me he was going to open up uh, 1,800 restaurants or have, he had 600 stores and he was going to have 1,800 in six months. And I told him at, at a lunch meeting, I said, that's impossible to do. And he goes, well, what you're doing is impossible. And I said, no, 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 I'm just opening two stores. You're opening like, you know, another nine or, you know, 1,200 stores. And he was like, but it's the same concept. You're doubling your business. Now you're tripling your business in six months. You're tripling your size company. And you're saying it's impossible for me to do it, but it's the same numbers, right? So, um, yeah. you know, and he was right. It was, it was a very hard task when we went from store one, two, and three overnight. All the systems fell apart that we thought were just rock solid, you know, and um, I wish we had slowed down and taken our time, but he was able to come in and save the day too. So that kind of helped out, but you know, it, it, it's interesting, but I always say, you know, master your first one. And when you think you got it right, try to break, break your systems, you know, and always try to put yourself out of business. Uh, you do that. You're not going to have to worry, you know? Um, but the, I'm, you know, I'm looking at pictures here on Facebook of your location, man. And it's, it just looks awesome. So congratulations on all that. Thank you. Marcus, can you talk about the uh, the marketing that you do? You know, I'm, I'm impressed with the the Facebook following you have, the Instagram following you have. Like, how did how have you built the uh, the following out there? You know, it's uh, Instagram for sure has helped a lot. Um, you know, I don't really do a whole lot of advert like paid advertising or anything like that, but I, I do like uh, photography a little bit. I like art. Um, I, I look at pizza as an art and, um, I want our customers and our, um, you know, community to really feel that come through. And so when I, when, you know, a pizza comes out of the oven, I'm like, Oh man, that looks amazing. You know, I should take a picture. And so I try to present it, you know, um, you know, in a way that will come off really nice, you know, through Instagram and Facebook, uh, everybody's on their phones. I'm on my phone a lot. You know, a lot of the younger kids are on their phones. So if I'm going to present my product, you know, I, I want to put it on, in, on their phone for them. So, um, that's still pretty much the kind of advertising that, that I'm into and that we do. And have you seen that, that it works? Like when you're putting, um, new pizzas out there and stuff that people are coming in and asking for? Yeah. So th what we do at our shop is like four different pizzas. We do a pepperoni, a cheese, a vegan margarita and a specialty pizza. And so every week I'm trying to create something different and, um, putting mm -hmm. uh, a pizza on the menu, like with honey on it, you know, I'll be trying to you know, sh take pictures of honey and just really, showcase the pizza of the week so that they know that this week they got to come in to get this pizza because next week, um, you know, that, the, that pizza is going to be different. And so I, I think it helps out a lot and I'm able to kind of 
you know, if I know that I'm going to have a slow week, like next week, I don't know what it's going to be, but this week, for example, it's been slow. If I want to make up for it next week, I'm going to create this awesome pizza that's going to be a week-long special, and it definitely will help out the sales for sure. How important has your wife been in this process? <laughs> <laughs> My wife, she's awesome. Um, it's crazy because, you know, if if I was in her shoes, I, I wouldn't, I don't feel like I would do as great of a job. Like she, she does everything for our family, you know, our daughter, she's wearing so many different hats and lets me be able to kind of focus on the business and trust me. And uh, those two things are incredibly important for, you know, our ability to kind of be where we are right now. You know, if I didn't have uh, a, such an amazing wife that puts so much on her plate, you know, we, we wouldn't be here for sure. And I asked the question because, you know, you went from having sounds like a very stable job in construction to, you know, a crazy idea of uh, making pizzas. And then next thing you know, you're, you're buying a shop. Like I just know how support or how important it's been to have support on my end. And, um, you know, I think the purpose of the show is for people to listen to it and, and get ideas of if they're ready to open up their own pizzeria or maybe make them think about opening up their next shop. And I think when, you know, when you take into all the things you need to be successful, I, I think it's important to have that person that stands behind you and uh, support you as well. And maybe not even be uh, behind you, but they, they actually stand beside you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, my wife, my whole family, it's taken everybody to really be able to do this. You know, uh, we have a five-year-old daughter. So, you know, my mom's helped out a lot. My mother-in-law, there's been so much help and it's everybody stands with you when you open up a business. I feel like they want you to succeed. And that's, uh, you know, a beautiful thing. And I'm so blessed for everybody that, that I have around me in my life. So, it's, Marcus, it seems like um, you kept your, your menu uh, light. You know, you have four styles. Can you talk about um, the reason why you were yeah, um, menu? Basically, I, I, I kept it simple just because um, we, have, we don't have a walk-in. Um, I cold ferment our dough for 48 hours, so two days. And, um, you know, we're, we're trying to manage dough, which takes up a lot of refrigeration, and then having a bunch of ingredients takes up more refrigeration. And so I just wanted to keep a super simple menu so that I can manage things a little bit better and add more if, if I needed to or, or can. So it, it's just something that has worked for us at the farmer's markets. And we, we kept it very simple there. And, and I think our customers are kind of used to that too. And as far as like getting into the, the location and, and training employees and was this something that you had a couple employees from the from the mobile and then they followed you in or did you have to hire some new employees? What was that? Yeah, process the, like? the mobile thing, was, um, everybody was kind of just it was just a weekend gig for them. So when I opened up my brick and mortar location, uh, we pretty much had to hire everybody, which was a, a new experience for me. Um <laughs> 
Yeah, it was. It's tough. You know, the the really running a business is a hundred percent new to me. I we had the trailer business, but um, you know, when we opened the shop, it was completely different. But we we hired uh, a bunch of new people, and then actually, I ended up uh, just yesterday had a guy that uh, had worked for me for like two years that loves making pizza that ended up quitting his job that was you know, a good paying construction job to come work for me full time. So I'm really happy about that where, you know, he, he loves making pizza. It's just why I'm be why I'm able to, you know, sit here and talk with you guys right now and not have to worry, you know, what's going on in the shop because, you know, he's, he's been trained and, and knows what's going on, but um, it's pretty much been all new hires, which has really been a challenge, but I think we're just finally getting our, our A team together and it's really nice. It definitely takes time to gel. There's no doubt about it. And I think that's part of the learning process too. Like um, not really running a business before it takes time to learn those, those skills. And I think um, the important part is definitely the hiring, but also the retention. And I think being there every day, I'm sure they, the dedication that you have, and I'm sure that's going to help you keep employees. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) Um, now, yeah. are y'all talking at any point, maybe starting to deliver or are y'all using uh, third party companies right now? We're, we're just doing takeout right now. I, I would love to be able to, to deliver. Um, and But we've been so busy to add third party. I feel like we would really just put a lot of pressure on our, on our kitchen. And, um, you know, I really want to focus on being able to get perfect the amount of pizzas we're cooking and then add more layers of complexity, you know, to my team. I don't, I don't want to completely overwhelm them. And, um, I just know from what I've heard, uh, they, they just charge an insane amount of money. So I'm I'm not really entertaining third party right now. That's good. Stay that way. (laughs) Then you never have to pull the needle when you want to get out of it, you know? Yeah. Um, Nick, what is your take on third party right now? Um, you know, we, we do it at all the locations. I guess my, my takes, you know, probably could do a whole show on third party. So like my, my take is I've been doing it since probably 2008 when it was like 3%, we were doing, um, Grubhub, um, and actually it was something before Grubhub and then Grubhub came in and bought them. And I think it took it from three to 4%. And then, you know, probably a year or two ago, mm. everything was around 30%. And then in my area, once DoorDash and Uber went head and head, you could negotiate somewhere around 23% and they would let you um, go ahead and, and jack up your price on like the Uber Eats or the DoorDash menu to where you could raise it 10 or 15% off your regular menu. Where before, two years ago, you couldn't do that. You couldn't, your menu price on your website had to match what was on the third party. But now you can offset it a little bit. Um, and then re- another quick take would be, you know, my thought is like if family's getting ready to eat, usually it's like, hey, what's for dinner? And someone's like, it's pizza night. So they order pizza. Now it's been a thin thing where like people are like, hey, what do you guys want to order tonight? And they're like DoorDash. And if your shop's not on DoorDash, you know, you're not getting ordered from. So that was that's my thought on it. Um, I know it's not a popular opinion, but, you know, that's we, we do a ton of it. I mean, we do we do a great deal of business, um, you know, probably 
10 to 15% of our total business is third parties. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my take on it, but it's, there's, there's definitely strategy to how you want to set it up. Like if, if you're going to set it up, it's, you can't just call them, call the rep and say, Hey, I want to get up. I mean, it's a lot of negotiating. It's a lot of back and forth. Um, you have to pit, you do really well when you start pitting Uber eats versus DoorDash and, and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, no, just, fair enough. That's yeah. kind of my take on. It, I, I like that, and then, but you know, and then yeah. Marcus, we on perfecting pizza. If you ever need it, we can send it to you. But um, we have a spreadsheet that shows you, like, if you start to implement your own drivers, and you know, or and then do the DoorDash, what it costs. It'll it'll show you ideally what you're really going to pay them, you know, uh, versus if you just stayed away from it and did your own drivers, so and paid the insurance and stuff like that. So, but anytime we can ever help with that part, let us know and we'll, we'll help you out when you're ready, you know, to start delivering or whatnot. So, um, that's awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. So, but that's exciting. Like, I mean, I love Nick to hear that he's got a simple menu, simple concept, and it's working. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's just, that's good to know because a lot of people want to get in and go and do everything at one time. And sometimes it just hurts them more than it, than they should have just taken it easy, kept growing their menu, you know, um, organically and not just rush in to have every single item in the, in the world, you know? I think, I think listening to your story too, Marcus, what sticks out to me is like, the, the research part of it, you know, the part where you're learning how to do these things, you're reading the pizza Bible and, and you're, you know, listening to different podcasts and you're trying to figure out how to run a business and how to do these things like that. That to me is, is the roadmap to success. Like it, it really is like some people just like, it may seem natural to yourself or, or maybe to Siler and myself, but a lot of people aren't humble enough to say, I don't know everything. And you know, how do I learn this? Like, and you're still learning, and I, and you've said that you're like I'm still learning. Like that's so important. I think that's um, you know that that's a great attribute that that you have. I think is that is that you're Thank willing you. to learn. Um, I wish I would have been able to learn on somebody else's dollar. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know that um, yeah, it's I I relate a lot of what I do now to what I was doing before. And, you know, I, I learned how to become, you know, to start out as an apprentice and to become a journeyman, you know, in the, in the carpenters union. And, and I'm doing that now, you know, as a pizza maker and it's, it's a, it's a craft, it's a trade and it's something that you could always build on. You could always do better and not just pizza, but business too, like both of those together. Um, I'm a hundred percent kind of self-taught at, and so I have to utilize what's out there to be able to, to learn. And, and I'm thankful for everybody that spends their time, you know, putting that information out there. Like if it, if, you know, those kinds of people or what guys like you didn't exist, like I'd probably still be in my garage, like trying to figure out how to, how I'm going to do this. And, and so, um, you know, it's, it's awesome that everybody's spending their time and, and I'm a, I appreciate it very much for sure. You know, one other thing that I think stands out, um, you know, with your store is just the the overall design, the the logo, um, you know, the um, the menu. Like, how did you? What was the process behind the logo and, and trying to figure out the branding? Like, I would say, you know, you a hundred percent have 
have branding and have um, your logos fantastic. Like, take us through how you how you figured that out. Like, it seems like you hit. You Thank hit a lot you. Of home I, runs I there. love branding. Um, it's it's. I don't know. I don't know why I do, but I I think of it like a lot of like when I was a kid, like what stuck out to me, you know, like, and so a lot of what I do in my branding is, is taking me back, you know? And so like our logo design, um, we had, uh, a guy basically help us out with it and he sent us different sketches and I just fell in love with our cursive logo that we have because it was just classic. It reminded me of like, kind of like Coca-Cola, you know, that, that, that cursive logo that Mm. could always stay the same and, and it's recognizable. So um, that's why I kind of went with the logo, our main logo. And then we um, created a a mascot for our business, which is uh, Munchie. And that basically I, I didn't have the the money to be able to put myself in a building at the time, but I did have a little bit of money in the, in the bank. So I was like, okay, you know, how can I get better? How could I better this business to be able to, to push myself into a building or be prepared? And so I, I knew I needed a mascot or a face, something with some color because our, our logo is very simple. So I, I wanted to bring some life into our brand so we created munchie and he came out perfect the same artist uh that did our cursive logo did our 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 munchie bear and um you know he he nailed it (laughs) you know we just really had a great relationship working together and and it came out um better than i had expected for sure Yeah, it's awesome. I think the branding you have is uh, is really unique, and uh, I love the uh, I love Munchie. I think he's awesome, and and I think the whole thing for people listening, like it's all a process. It's not like one day you woke up, you're like, I have all these, you know, I have my menu, I have my my store, I have my my branding, I know all about Munchie. Like it, it's it's a process, right? It's like every day you're just working on it to make it different than it was the day before. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. Is there anything else you you'd like to add, or or is there something you could tell the the new guys, uh, maybe even newer than you, that haven't quite opened up their own store yet? What if you got some yeah, advice for them um, out there, Marcus? You know, if if I could give anybody that's starting up or anybody any kind of advice as as far as like you know their business and and trying to move forward, it's to me it's a hundred percent about relationships. Like if you're thinking about of starting, you know, a business, you should start building relationships first because um, there's so many people that will see that you're passionate and see that you care and see that you want to ask the right questions, you know, they're going to help you out. And, um, you know, you can get really far with people helping you out because uh, of, of those reasons. And so definitely start on relationships, um, and then just share your love, share your passion, like create a Facebook, Instagram page, you know, show that, let it come through in your, in your pictures and, um, your words. And I think that, you know, there you'll, you'll go really far if you want to. That's awesome. 
Great advice there, Marcus. And, um, you know, we can't thank you enough for being on here today. I mean, this is, you know, taking time out, but people need to hear these stories. I mean, this is, you got a fantastic story. And if people want to find you, Marcus, where, where can yeah, they find you? Yeah, I'm on you Facebook at? and Instagram at Hello Pie Pizza Co. Uh, we, we just have those uh, social medias right now. So you can look us up, shoot me a message. Uh, my email address is Marcus Medina at HelloPiePizza.com if you want to email me. Um, but yeah, I'll try to, to help you out if, if you need anything. And, you know, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's, it's so cool to be here. Uh, talking to you guys and i'm glad that you know we've been able to kind of like talk and start our relationship because hopefully we can uh you know have a beer together one of these days in las vegas at the pizza yes. expo or 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 one day yeah. you know yeah i think the uh the consensus has been it's not going to be one <laughs> beer everybody's <laughs> got some catching up to do huh oh man yeah yeah well, Marcus, thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. It was a fantastic conversation, and we wish you nothing but more thank success. Thanks, Marcus. Me. Have a good one, bud. Thank you. All right, bye, guys. All right, you too.